we have some of the most beautiful things in this, in this country. And I would just like to be able to take the family and not just run through every yeah. one of them. I would like to go, we want to stay two days, stay two days. You want to stay four days, stay four days. Right. And so th that's why it's so interesting to me because I'm not in your position. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of, I, I still have a foot in both worlds. So I still have an employer and then I'm kind of my own employer in some ways. And so just hearing how somebody who wasn't even on this track right. set this thing up, you know, how God has blessed you. And I, so I just think your story is going to be inspiring to other people. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hayden Alabama Podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Brett. Brett just got back from a two-month vacation with his family. That's right. If that's something that interests you, maybe you're wondering right now, man, how do you take a two-month <laughs> vacation? Or should you? That's another good yeah, question. Yeah, that's a big question right there. Well, he's going to tell us all about that today. But for context, in all fairness, tell us a little bit about your family first so that everybody sure. can know what you were working with. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I'm married. Uh, we got five kids that are nine and under. That's why I'm bald. Um, <laughs> they stole all my hair for sure. But and we got nine, seven, five, three, and one. So good spread there. Um, and uh, we live in Augusta, Georgia, so not too far from you guys here. Uh, but I grew up in Southern California. You'll probably pick up on a lot of lingo that's it's fine. It's not from around here, but uh, I'm trying to make it work. Mike could figure it out eventually. So, but yeah. So you're one of the one of the numbers that are leaving California. Oh yeah, or have left. Have it? left. You know, I brought my whole family. My parents moved out to South Carolina. My wife's parents are in Georgia with us. Her brother, um, her other brother, moved up to Virginia. Everybody's leaving. California's not in short supply of newsworthy. No, just adversity, <clears throat> garbage, different things. Yeah, and, and we'll probably talk about it. But that's we went out to California on this trip, <clears throat> and it's. It's changed so much in just like the five years since I've been there. Um, I love it. It's beautiful, but I would never bring my family out there. Because you were in the San Diego area, mm -hmm. right? I grew, up in, I grew up in Oceanside, which is like North San Diego County. And um, it's perfect weather all year long. It's That's what I hear. It's amazing. I mean, I grew up on the beach surfing. You know, I, I go surfing in December. You throw a wetsuit on, but it, it, you'd still get out there and, and do it. But um yeah, it's it's changed so much. It's a lot of liberal political type of stuff going on out there that it's just not conducive to raising a family. I wouldn't do it. All right, well, let's get to the trip. So sure. tell us about, so there's your family context, mm -hmm. married, five children, so it's not easy. I just <laughs> want everybody to see that. Hey, he's got five kids yeah. and he did this, made it happen. And you'll <clears> talk about how the transportation and all. Yeah. But take us back to, because there's a lot of people out there today in different types of occupations. So take us back to the occupation that you were in before you made the changes that allowed you to do this. Yeah. So take us back there. So I was uh, I was in the Air Force for 11 years. Um, I just got out of the Air Force in January of this year. Um, I loved it. I mean, I was I was a linguist in the military, did intel work, and um, I was really good at my job. Um, I never thought that I'd be doing this, and never in a million years thought that I'd be doing it. So. For everybody at home, we got out of the military and I started a mobile coffee company. Uh, we have a little trailer that we drive around town. We set up at farmer's markets and at schools. We do like teacher appreciation days and weddings. Like there's all sorts of events that we go to with this thing. And it's been 
it's been amazing, like very successful right off the bat. It's already paying for itself, um, you know, just beyond anything I could have hoped for for this thing. But but yeah, not something that was that was in the, the five year plan or anything like right. that. Um, <laughs> I was going to be in the military for 20 years. Get to like, retire. I had it all planned out. It was it was ready to go. Um, but uh, I think COVID happened. Yeah. You know, you remember that. How could you forget? Uh, <laughs> and still wearing masks. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And so, um, it was. There was parts of it that were really good being in the military. I did a lot of teleworking and, and working from home, which allowed us to kind of get this business up and running. But the part that that was really difficult, um, and we'll just cut straight to it, is um, once that vaccine came out. Uh, initially, for the military, it was voluntary. Mm-hmm. But once it got FDA approved, like immediately they started mandating it. And I'm not sure where everybody's at on the whole thing. But for me personally, it was not something I was willing to compromise with. You know, I've done a whole bunch of research on it and kind of twofold from a just research, like scientific perspective. I didn't feel comfortable with it. I didn't think it was tested enough. I didn't feel safe taking it and putting it in my body. Mm-hmm. But from a, a Christian standpoint, um, you know, the fact that it was tested on aborted fetal cells was like a big thing for me. Obviously we got five kids. I got a big, <laughs> big niece, heart for children. I got a big Nissan passenger van, 12 passengers. I got room to fill that thing up right. and we probably will be adding more to it eventually. Um, I, I, I just, hear you, man. I just, for, for us children, like that's, I mean, I've, everything's the Lord's, uh, domain, but especially that, like it's, we've kind of come to this point where, it's not our role to tell God when we're going to have kids, when we're not going to have kids. We don't do anything to prevent it. Um, and if he wants to bless us with more children, he's going to bless us with more children. And so that's kind of the stance that we took. And then knowing that that vaccine was tested on the aborted fetal cells, that was just a big game changer for me. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do it um, conscientiously. I couldn't do it. Um, and so... I tried, like most people, to put in like a religious exemption. Um, I didn't feel super confident about it, but um, there's definitely SOPs, policies in place for us to go and, and put those requests in. And I put my stuff in and talked with the chaplain, talked with the commander. Everything seemed good. It goes to my boss, it goes to his boss, and then it goes up to to the third level and at that point it gets kicked back for some ridiculous reason it was like oh good order and discipline or something like that i was like okay well what do i do they said you can take the shot or you can appeal you can they gave me kind of my options and so i decided to appeal and at that point it goes all the way up to the air force surgeon general um so little me in georgia like my paperwork's going all the way up to the surgeon general and she's got to look at this stuff and um, what time frame is this? So this is, um, it started at the end of 2021, but by the time I appeal, like this is early 2022. So this pandemic has been going on for yeah. a while. The yeah, sh- we're deep. In yeah, it. we're this deep. Point. We're deep in the, the pandemic. The shot at this point is not doing what they were hoping it was going to do. You're seeing the evidence. Yeah, at this point. right. Like maybe, maybe it's coming back and keeping people out of the hospital um, but it's definitely not preventing COVID like they were yeah. hoping, you know? And so that, that honestly is what was the most difficult thing for me is because yeah. 
when so she denies my my religious exemption um and her reasoning for the denial was you have to get the shot because it's going to prevent you from catching covid and prevent you from spreading covid to non-truth non-truth at, at all like and very clear at this point that that is that's scientifically proven that that's not accurate um and so that was like a huge slap in the face um 11 years 11 years, years i mean i put a like i've sacrificed a lot a lot of personal freedom to do what i did to serve my country and i loved it i love what i did um but then to get that response you know it just seems so like blatant blatantly obvious that they were going to say no no matter what and they just came up with some random yeah. random reason to do that um now, going back just a little bit before you, you carry on into that, there, prior to this, what, where we're going to go, there's no way to take a two-month vacation. You, there's no way to have the liberty that, that you're going to get to right. while you were in there. No, I mean, you get 30 days of, of vacation a year in the military, um, and I guess technically you could take that all at once. Um, I, I, you, you can kind of save it up. And, and use it at times. And I, I, I'd taken three week long vacations. I think I, even maybe a month long I'd done before, but it was always kind of frowned upon like, oh, you're leaving everybody else to do all the work right. for a month and yeah. you're going to go out on vacation. Um, and so, yeah, this, <laughs> this trip would not have been possible had I been in the military uh, whatsoever. But, all right. So you're at, we're at the, we're at the breaking point. You mm -hmm. get the letter back. She's saying, do or don't yeah either take it you can stay continue your retirement plan yeah your big you know this is your whole plan yeah. everything everything's easy like smooth on uh, smooth sailing on after that if i were to take that shot or don't or, or don't face your conviction so that's yeah. where you are and um i'd be lying to you if i said that it was an easy choice and i just said nope forget it i'm getting out um it, it <laughs> I would have loved to, that to be my story, but it wasn't, um, you know, and she, so that letter comes back and they give me three days. They say, you got three days a long time. to either get the shot yeah. or um, don't do anything. And then we'll start putting you through court martial, which, you know, I could lose my rank and potentially go to jail for not getting the shot. Um, wow. Yeah. So the military, like they're doing this to the military, uh, which is crazy. Uh, or the third option was to uh, apply for early separation. And so um, that seemed like the best option. But still, at this point, I'm considering just saying, whatever, I'm just going to get the shot. It's probably not going to hurt me. Um, I just have to figure out like my relationship with God, like how I'm going to reconcile that. Like, I, But I can't do this to my family. I don't have anything lined up yet. Like We, we weren't prepared for this. And... I wake up, the first two days go by, me and my wife don't talk about it at all. Like, it's just like the, the elephant in the room. We don't say anything. And that third morning, I wake up and I say, I'm, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go down to CVS right now. I'm just going to go get the shot. We're just going to be done with this thing. And she's like, you can't do this. And wow. we, like, my wife and I, we never argue, never raise voices. Like, there's zero, like, we're very good uh, communicators. We do, we do really well with each other. But not that day. <laughs> it was, was bad that morning. It was bad. We're laying in bed. We're going back and forth. I'm like literally feeling like I'm going to die. Like it was that much stress, that much anxiety. You know, my whole 
plan. Everything was going to be thrown out the window. And then I was going to be that guy that is weird and doesn't want to get the shot. Right. Everybody else is getting the shot. Why can't you get the shot? Right. And I didn't want to be that guy. Um, I didn't want to have to go and talk with everybody and say, you know what? I don't think this is right. It's uncomfortable. Um, It was a weird, yeah. It was not, not easy for me. Um, and so I'm telling her this stuff and she's crying we're going back and forth. She's like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do if you get the shot. And I didn't know what that meant, (laughs) but, um, she goes, she's crying. She's in the, she goes in the bathroom. She's in the shower. I hear her praying in there. I'm just laying in bed and like, I don't know what to do. God, like, what do I do in this situation? And it was the craziest thing. Just this peace comes over me. And I say, it's just a job. It's not worth my relationship with my wife. It's not worth my relationship with God to compromise in this. And I said, God's going to take care of us. And you have to go online. You have to fill out some paperwork and click a button that says, I want early separation. And so she's still in the shower. I just do it super fast because I didn't want to think about it anymore. Yeah, we're going. Just doing it. Click, boom. And I go in there and I talk with her. And um, she's like, I just don't think you should do this. I was like, Janae, just just stop. It's over. I click the button. I'm getting out of the military. And she just loses it, you know, breaks down. And I mean, it was was intense. Um, Definitely a a day I'll never forget for sure. And the the magnitude here is, Again, I don't know if they picked up on it. Is there really is no other plan? Mm-mm. We don't have anything. You set don't have at anything to back up, and you've got the, the kids and, and your five kids, a house, like all this stuff, you right. know. And okay. and as a man, um, I we have like this idea that we have to be the ones that provide. Like that's yeah. our that's our job. And if we're not doing that, then we're failing at at our calling, what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and so that was that was a huge hit mentally, and it was just difficult. It was a very anxious time in my life um but that's where where it's so cool to see god's hand in this whole thing um we had thrown around an idea well before this oh maybe we'll start a business one day like you know maybe we'll we'll open a restaurant or we'll do some like maybe a food truck type of thing um and so at the beginning of covid we had bought just this old rundown 68 shasta camper like, we'll try to get a picture yeah of it we'll show it to you um this thing was i mean it was it wasn't bad when we bought it but i started peeling back the walls and everything's rotted out like it's perfect it's just it's a peach for sure um <laughs> and so during all this stuff like as we're kind of going through the process of do we get out of the military like we're slowly messing around with this thing but there's no in my mind i'm still staying in the military i'm probably gonna get the shot i'm probably gonna stay in like there's no rush on this whole business idea and then all this stuff happens and it's like (laughs) oh no like we got so from that that point i had about six months before the early separation would kick in because they approved my early separation. They say, fine, you can get out early. That's cool. Um, and I was like, all right, we have six months to get this business up and running. So this is early, early 2022. And I think they approved me for like November time frame for my, yeah. my early separation. And are you still working these six months? Yeah, or I'm, I'm, so since I'm not getting a shot, they don't want me to come in. So I'm doing teleworking that whole time, which... It's another God thing. Like I wouldn't have been able to work on this trailer nearly as wow, much as awesome. 
Uh, they basically forced my hand into starting this business. Um, but still, I mean, I had responsibilities. It wasn't like I was working on this thing during the day, but it, it kind of alleviated some of the stress of having to go into the office. Um, but yeah, I'd work, hang out with the kids, you know, do everything that we normally do, get them to bed. And then nine o'clock would roll around. I'd go out in the garage and I'd start working. And there'd be days where I wasn't getting done until five, six in the morning, sun's coming up. I'm like, oh man, I've been out here for a while. <laughs> you know, but there's some yeah. motivation, right? Yeah. You know, you, when you, yeah, when yeah. you realize you need something, clocks yeah, it's, it's like, I don't have time to mess around. Right. I don't have time to wait on this. And, um, it was like just the most driven time in my life. And we took this thing from a, a heap of garbage basically and turned it into, you'll see on the pictures, just like a really cool looking mm-hmm. um, coffee trailer. Um, and so I don't know if I mentioned it yet, but we, it, what we did was we started a mobile, mobile coffee trailer. I think I said that in the beginning, but, um, and we got that up and running in September. So we had a couple months of you operation. started in what to remind me what month just like started working on it um we started probably march april time frame and now we're in, in september september ready for and, and we september 1st is is day one of operations um and uh, now, had you been a coffee had you ever worked at starbucks before <laughs> no. or anything like that no i never would work at starbucks but um Dunkin Dunkin may, starbucks. Yeah, maybe Dunkin. i don't know <laughs> um no, no, no experience with that whatsoever. Uh, a lot of YouTube. Uh, I, I mean, no experience renovating anything either. You know, wow. I had zero, zero experience with any of that stuff. But um, um, I had a desire to learn how to do it mm-hmm. and a motivation, obviously, pushing me to do it. And so we, we YouTubed how to do everything, how to be baristas. Like I didn't even go get training anywhere. We just did it all online and figured it out. It's crazy. Drive is so key. A lot of times we look at businesses and we just think, well, you fell into that. Or, right. Well, look at you, a good chance or Lady Luck visited them. Yeah. No, drive was a key factor for, I mean, apart from God, obviously right. there's the God piece, but yeah. I'm talking about just the personal. Yeah. You had enough drive to renovate something you'd never even done. You had enough drive to learn everything you needed to learn to start a coffee company. So that drive piece is just so important. Yeah. And, and it's crazy too, because this is not, it's not something that, is like a family lineage of starting businesses or anything like that. We, I mean, you know, I, if dad, if you're ever watching this, I don't mean anything disrespectful, but, um, at one point I had come up with some crazy business idea and, uh, he probably didn't even remember saying this, but I was like, dad, what about doing this, this, or this? And he's like, no, us Switzers, we don't do that type of stuff. We work for people like we're not entrepreneurs. And it was kind of like a slap down. Um, and I kind of held on to that for a long time, <clears throat> but going through this process and yeah, the drive is so key. Um, I didn't even think I had the drive, but when your back's up against the wall, you, you figure out what you're capable of and, um, and yeah, and, and it really kind of pushed us way more than we probably ever would have done other, like without this, uh, this motivation. So we're at September. Yep. We're open for business. And what is the name of the company again? It's Salt Hill Farms Coffee. Salt Hill is one word. Um, and you find us on Facebook and Instagram. We'll try to link that up in the description too. Yep. If you're in the Augusta area and need some coffee, let us know. We'll come serve your event. Um, and it's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, so September rolls around, open for business. And um, it's nice because it's kind of like a soft opening. I still got a couple months left in the military. 
and and I can kind of get yeah. get this thing figured out. Um, what is so crazy, and this is start where I start to see God really have His hand like visibly in, involved in this thing is. September 1st comes around and we get the trailer. Like that was our goal. Let's be ready to go by that day. September 1st, we get a phone call um, from the Mustang Club of America. And they're in Augusta holding their grand national three-day you know, exhibition. And the coffee person backed out and they don't have anybody to, to come serve coffee. And we come highly recommended. Highly recommended. We've never done a single event ever. Like we don't even have a website up yet, and I'm like, you've never done, an never done an event, and we get this call to go do a three day uh, weekend event at this um, county exhibition center for for the Mustang Club, and you know, oh yeah, sure, we'll, we'll definitely we're be out really there. No, no you're problem. Right. You're, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be great. And in my <laughs> we're so good. <laughs> side, I'm like freaking out. I don't even know what I'm doing yet, yeah. uh, but let's figure it out. You know, you just sometimes like I. I I've always, uh, I've watched this YouTube guy. He's a farm guy. We have a little farm out in, in, in Georgia. And he always talks about analysis paralysis. Oh, yeah. You can sit there and analyze something forever, figure out all the ways to do it and really get ready. Um, or you can just do it. And, and that's kind of what we did with this coffee thing. Like we didn't, we didn't know what we're doing. We, I never started a business. I have zero business experience, yeah. zero coffee experience, but you just trust God and you yeah. just go for it um, and, and let him guide you through the whole process. And it's like, that's one story of God opening doors for us. Like, so it was a good event. Oh yeah. We went, went really well. Went really well. It was a um, bunch of old people <laughs> at this Mustang club. Uh, and so they just got like real basic coffees. And so it was just nice. a very easy intro for us. Like, um, yeah. And, and what's cool about it is, which was unexpected at the time. But one of the, the driving factors for me with this business was being able to spend more time with my family. I, um, in the military, I, I, I didn't deploy at all, but I still was at work a lot. And um, if I had stayed 20 years, my oldest son would have been 18 by the time I hit retirement. Uh, and then at that point, then, you know, he's going to be off and, and doing his own thing. And so, like, it was a, a really big thought process for me, like, okay, if I can do this business, it would be a lot more flexible. I'll be able to spend time with family. But what I didn't think about was how, you know, my son was, is he's like my, my employee. Like he comes and does all the events with me, my nine-year-old. Um, he can take all the orders. He can run the machine, take cash. Um, he can make all the drinks. He can do it all at nine years old. Um, and we homeschool. So when we're slow out, out at a, an event, like we sit down and we do his, his schoolwork right there, like wherever we're at. And I get to spend so much time with him that I wasn't getting to before. Right. Um, and aside from the financial side of it, the flexibility to take a vacation, any of that stuff, that is worth it right there for me. To, be able to, to do own that. your own business where you can. And, and spend that time with my family and do that and pour into them. Like he's already talking about, okay, well, when I'm old enough, I'm going to start my own thing and I'm yeah. going to do this and do that. You know, and he has seen the hard work. Too. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's been not, involved in the hard work, too. He's That's, not living a pipe dream thinking it just all comes together yeah. when you want it to. Yeah. That's very valuable. Not, what he's learning business-wise. Yeah. That's one thing in the schools, public, unless, unless there's something special that I don't know about. You know, we don't learn any business, mm -hmm. how to run a business or 
And so that's all up to you to figure out. So yeah. he's learning that in the real economy. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think for, for those that have started businesses and have been successful with them, there's a confidence that comes with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had somebody present another business idea to us recently that we may consider down the road, but in the past, I would have shut that down immediately. And yeah. like, oh, no, that's way too crazy. We're talking like a $10 million type of project. Ooh, that is crazy. And um, now I'm like, no, I think we could figure it out. Like, if that's where God wants us to be, then he's going to open the doors for it. And we're going to go through that. Um, definitely not something that I would have done before. And now my, my kids get to see that. And I think they will have that confidence when they're older to be that entrepreneur and kind of pave their own way. Um, and it's nice not being beholden to, to some organization or some yeah. company to kind of dictate things to you. We can be flexible. We get yeah. to go take a two month trip if we want to. So we're going to go there. Let's, let me ask one more question before we go to the actual mm -hmm. planning of the trip and all that. This is now you were out of the military completely. The separation is yeah. done. Yeah. And the, the coffee business is your sole income sole. for you, your wife and your five. Kids. That's it. Okay, so that this is it. This yeah. is the number one thing. You're doing events and people who call you, you go, yeah. you set up at different places, different times. How many, just real quick before we make the transition to the trip, what does a month look like events-wise? Yeah. So <clears throat> obviously weekends are our big money makers. You've got farmer's markets and um, especially this time of year, we're going into high school football season. So this is we're, summertime. Yeah. Recording this in July. Yeah. Uh, so August, we're already booked for... August, September, October for some of the local high schools will go and set up at their games. Um, so that Friday, Saturday, those are like really good days for us. We'll make a good chunk of money there. Um, and then throughout the week, depending on how business is going, like I have relationships set up with several really large neighborhood, um, like HOA type of things, where if I want to, I can just go set up their community center, community center and as people are going to work, I catch them and really convenient for them. Uh, they don't have to go all the way over to Starbucks or wherever. They just get it right there on their way out of the neighborhood. And it's good for us. It's, I mean, some of these neighborhoods are, you know, thousand homes big, you know, Ooh, just, just very large out there. And so um, on a typical month, we maybe do 14, 15 days of work. And even that, I mean, we're on a busy day, like the, the farmer's markets, we maybe work five or six hours, Okay, you know, and so it's not, like, that's the crazy thing. I'm working less, making a decent... Uh, obviously, we're, we're providing for our family. Um, we're able to take these trips and stuff like that. And it's like, I'm, I think about it sometimes, like, why didn't I do this sooner? You know, why didn't I... Like, it's that fear of jumping off and, and, yep. and going for it. But looking back now, it's like, man, this has just been such a blessing for us. So, All right, so we had the catalyst... Yeah. which was the the shot mm -hmm. so the catalyst led us or drove us into the business so now we've, we've got the business running and then so tell us about so we just got back from the two or not we obviously i no. didn't get to take you should have come that, well right. i should have if i would have known a little more about it <laughs> yeah. uh we because i am yeah. kind of mobile with the podcast yeah. uh, you know and, but anyway tell me about deciding to take the trip and and mm -hmm. then I, for me I want to know about the anxiety of the two months of no income because that yeah. is the one negative thing of owning yeah. your own business unless you're set up with your employees and different things. Right. 
There's no income when no. you're not working. No, we shut down for two months, basically. Um, Tell us about how you thought about the trip and then... Yeah, so um, the, the reason for the trip, um, my grandfather is turning 90 on California. And I mean, my Nana and Papa, um, they were huge part of my life growing up. They were the, the type that would be at every single baseball game. Awesome. Like They were there no matter what. Uh, and so I wanted to be out there. I wanted to celebrate that with them. Um, and so, um, we wanted to take that trip and we didn't know if we'd ever go back to California again. We have a lot of close family friends out there. We have our, our old pastors that were out there and we wanted to go and talk with them and pray with them because we didn't know like the way California is going, like, I don't know if I'll ever go back out there. And so that was kind of a motivation for us to take this thing. Um, but again, it was, it was something where, uh, I didn't. I don't know how we'd be able to do this. A two-month vacation. We just started a brand new business. How are we going to afford to do it? But um, we had been fiscally smart. We had a decent chunk of money saved up. The business is already made up. Like, a, a, I mean, we have a good chunk of money. Trailers in, paid for. Uh, trailers paid for. Yeah, we paid for that as we went. Um, so we had zero debt. We didn't take out a single loan. Paid for it as we went. And now we have, We, I mean... Uh, we don't need to talk numbers, but we have a, a decent amount saved up in the business bank account to where we pay for all of the monthly expenses, okay. insurance, all that stuff um, while we're gone and not have to really even worry about it dipping down too much. So that was kind of the thought process there. It's like, hey, you know, this is probably the perfect time to do it. And what's crazy is summertime in Georgia, at least, I'm not sure where everybody else is at, but coffee's not the most... Yeah, you know, popular thing. It's, it's 95 yeah. and 100% humidity. Nobody's thinking, oh, I can go for a nice hot coffee yeah, right now. For 150 degree <laughs> coffee. <right? laughs> so, I mean, we do a lot of iced coffees, the frappes and stuff like that. But still, um, this was, if we're going to take a trip, this is the time to do it. It's real slow. Um, we didn't, we left May 24th and we're going back home tomorrow. Tomorrow's the, the last day of the trip. And tomorrow will be is going to be July the July the twenty first. Yeah, so almost two full months. Um, and yeah, it was uh, it was crazy because we worked all the way up right until we left. We were working a bunch of coffee events. There was a bunch in in middle to late May, and made up made a good chunk of money there. And then there was nothing. We didn't get requests at all for June. Zero things. And it so was you're a, not really even turning people down. I'm not turning anybody down. And Nothing for the beginning of July. And then as we're driving back from California, all of a sudden we're getting hit up. Like, Stop it. Hey, July 25th, July 26th. And I'm like, I'm coming back the 21st. Like, this is crazy. Wow. And we're booked. We're booked all the way for like the first week that we get back. A, a bunch of dates set up in August. We're getting like wedding requests. Like everything's just starting to pour in. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we have the website. We have Facebook, Instagram. But if you go on there, it's not like I'm pushing that hard you right. know especially not right now right? and and so um it's i just look at that as god's hand you know just definitely taking care of us it's been humbling to say the least you know that's fantastic you've you've experienced something that i've i've wanted to experience yeah. and then when we were talking about your story a little bit got to hearing about how you did some of those things that's why i wanted to do this podcast i thought i guarantee there's more people out there that <laughs> would love you know i'm 40 yeah. so i'm yeah. well 41 and 
whether and I don't want to take an elaborate. I've got to go to Europe and yeah. and, and circle through all those different countries to feel satisfied. Just in America, we have some of the most beautiful things Amazing. in this in this country, and I would just like to be able to take the family and not just run through every yeah. one of them. I would like to go. We want to stay two days. Stay two days. You want to stay four days? Stay four days. Right. And so that's why it's so interesting to me because I'm not in your position. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of, I, I still have a foot in both worlds. So I still have an employer and then I'm kind of my own employer in some ways. And so just hearing how somebody who wasn't even on this track, right. Set this thing up, you know, how God has blessed you. And I, so I just think your story is going to be inspiring to other people. So let, let's talk about the trip, though, for just a minute. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. haven't even given any. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, the trip was kind of uh, an afterthought to everything that led up to it. But where did you start? We started Augusta, Georgia. And then, I mean, I'm not going to, we don't need to go through all the, the family photos or anything right. like that. You guys right. don't care about all that. But, um, yeah, we kind of st stuck in the middle of the country, went up to Colorado, hit up some of the national parks we did. Arches National Park. I, it was a place that I went to as a young kid with yeah. my parents, and I loved the trip. I had such fond memories as a child going and doing that, and so I wanted to recreate that thing. So for for everybody at home, like, don't try and recreate family memories, like, because the dynamics are different. Um, and my kids, they've grown up on this farm out here in Georgia, and they have eleven acres to roam and mm -hmm. and go through the woods and explore and catch bugs and lizards and all this stuff. I grew up in the suburbs in Southern California where it was like concrete everywhere. Zero experience with any of that stuff. So going to Arches as a kid was awesome. This is great. Like the nature, oh, it's beautiful. But for my kids, when we get there, they're, they're like, we, we get out in the parking lot, there's a hike, there's a big arch, and we're heading towards it. And they're like running off in the bushes past all the signs that say, stay on the trail, don't touch this, yeah. don't catch lizards, don't do that. And so I'm telling my son, I was like, hey, man, you, you can't do this. And he's like, why are there all these rules? You know, <laughs> He's so frustrated. I can't climb on this rock. I can't catch this lizard. This is the worst. Yeah. And so, you know, it was almost like an outdoor museum for him. Like, you know, just yeah. and he was so frustrated with it. So we decided that we don't really care at this age too much for the national parks because he's just a like all of them they're they're wandering spirits they want to go out and, and explore and enjoy things and and it wasn't wasn't the greatest for that but we also did i mean just some beautiful campgrounds where we stayed a couple of days and they played in the river and they hung out and um like you said there was there were times so on the way out it was all planned like we had everything scheduled my parents came with us as well um they drove their rv and so what we, did you drive that's incredible. so yeah so we had that the big nissan passenger van it's a big bus of a van got like eight miles to the gallon the Shoot. whole way across Man, uh, it was brutal um and then we had a 30-foot travel trailer from like it's like a 2003 like zero bells and whistles like no slide outs like a fema trailer yeah nothing um and, you know, it's got, it had like a master bedroom, whatever. And then like the couch folds out, the table folds down, and then there's three bunk beds. So there's plenty of beds, but because we're on this weird trip, the kids are all, you know, everything's, the routine's messed up. There were times where everybody would be in bed with us. Like this is a full size bed. <laughs> and I'm just like, this. Yeah. like, oh my gosh, I need a chiropractor after this trip. But, um, 
yeah, it, but it was so much fun getting to go. And like you said, this country is amazing. We have some of the most diverse landscapes. You drive from the plains and Oklahoma, and then all of a sudden you're up in Utah and, and then into Colorado mountains. and some of the beautiful mountains. And then, then further into Utah, you get these really cool rock formations. And then all of a sudden you're in desert in California. And then we, we kind of came back on the southern portion because I didn't want to drive through the mountains and suck up all my I gas. Four miles ago. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, driving through Arizona. I mean, it's just amazing some of the stuff that we have in this country. Um, Did you go up to Portland, Washington? Uh, not on this trip, but we have we have done a trip in the past. Like this is our second cross country trip with this thing. Um, but that one was a that one was crazy. That was like. It took us four days to get from here to California, and we were just like 16-hour days of driving. It was it was nuts, but uh, I don't recommend that. Um, the idea of taking it slow and enjoying it is definitely the way to go, because otherwise it's like, oh, there goes St. Louis. Like, there's the arch. Say hi, kids. You know, yeah. like, what's what's the fun in that, right. you know? You want to you wanna be able to enjoy it and actually make an experience out of it. And that's why I want more time. Again, going back to the, yeah. the why I'm envious what you've done is I want more time. Yeah. I want to spend more time yeah. at, at this place if I want to. Just have the option. Yeah. I think that's the key. Well, and, and for us, what I kind of had to, to realize is that God's going to provide for us. Um, and that looks different than, than what I originally thought. Like, we're, we're definitely getting by and we have money to do what we want to do. But um, we've lived very frugally, very minimally. Like, everything's paid off. We don't go and buy like the super nice things. We go to the thrift store for all of our clothes, I'm like ev everything, you know, and you kind of change that mindset. And all of a sudden you realize like, hey, I mean, out there, like we're getting by off of $5,000 a month. Like that's covering everything that we need, you know, and um, if we had all this other stuff like that, wouldn't really be possible for us to mm -hmm. for us to do so. Um, yeah, so that's another key to You know, you can't overlook that. Yeah. Because you can't have the Lamborghini, the Porsche, the two-month vacation. Yeah. At some point, you break. And in our society, which is America is a great country, I still think that. But one thing that we believe in America is spending money. <laughs> stuff. We got to have all, stuff, man. It's all about the stuff. And so that's another key thing. Unless, you're, unless your business that you start right. is super, super whatever, you're going to have to be frugal. Yeah. You're going to make decisions. You got to you got to choose what what's more important to you. That's it. You know, is is that time with the family, is that freedom to do what you want to do more important than having the new car mm -hmm. or having the nice clothes? And to me it was. Um, it was it was way more important for us to to make that decision and spend that time with our family than to um, have I guess more luxuries. So and you were good. in the campground, not the Ritz-Carlton. Right. <laughs> you know, just to pick up on these little yeah. things. But and, that's fine. And, and would, wouldn't you say that staying in the crowd, did you get to meet some cool people? Oh, yeah. we. I mean, we met some people that we're still in communication with. You know, like yes. the, yeah. the, um, this was a trip right beforehand. We were kind of we did a test run down to Florida because um, it had been a while since we've been in the camper. And we met a, a couple that, uh, that were down at the, the campground on the beach down there. And they came over and they stayed at our place on their way back home. You know, oh, we, wow. we invited them over. They, they camped up on our, we have a little spot where we can park the, the trailer and they hung out with us and they invited us up to their place in, in Virginia and we haven't made it up there yet, but just some really cool connections that you make with people. And um, I guess one thing I want to say too is with the business and with, I mean, just with everything in life, wherever you go is an opportunity for you 
to minister to people, for you to be the body of Christ's sake. And so when we're out there on these vacations, we're looking for every opportunity possible for God to use us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, homeless guy needed some clothes. I walked him into Walmart and bought him a full new set of clothes and kind of got him set up. Um, you know, praying for people. Like there's, there's just so much that you can do. I think sometimes we forget that we get caught up in our own little thing, our own yep. little worlds. And it's like, no, you know, above all else, we need to be doing that great commission mm-hmm. um, and going out into all the world and telling people about Jesus and what he's done for us. And so um, we do that on this trip. And then especially with that coffee business, oh, yeah. whenever like we get called out and it's like we're infiltrating some of these places, like you're brought in, bringing us out here. Yeah, you invited uh, me. So yeah. Look at our website. There's nothing that we're trying to hide. Yeah. Like we love Jesus. And so, you know, it's it's an opportunity for us to get out there and and connect with people we wouldn't normally connect with, mm-hmm. you know. So it's been really cool. Every day's an opportunity. That's right. It's all on how you on how you use yeah. it. Yeah. When those struggles that you go through, you talked about it this last weekend. Um you it could have been easy for me to sit there and say, Oh, the military's doing all this stuff, like I must, I must have messed up somewhere. Like, God, why are you punishing me? Like, why are you doing this? But what I learned through that struggle has been amazing. And you talk about, um, you know, Jesus sending the disciples out onto that boat going across the Sea of Galilee and the storm comes up. Like he directed them to do that. And they're going through this trial. Now, obviously he comes out and calms the storm and takes care of them. And I, I, I feel like they learned something from that. I learned so much from this trial, this struggle. Like there were times where I thought we're going to drown. Like this boat's oh, going man. down. We're not going to make it. But, you know, just trusting in him, having faith in him and him coming out and really calming the storm for us and just leading us into such green pastures on the other end of it. It's been been amazing. God is a is a good God. Amen. I like that. Yeah. Before we bring it to a close, any any key moments, any funny moments, or anything you want to you want to share before we tie it all together? <laughs> um, I mean, I got I got so many stories that have happened on these trips and just in in life in general. But um, the one I like to tell, and it, it's not really related to the the coffee business or the trip or anything. It's more about the life that we live now compared to the life that I grew up in. Uh, because I, I mentioned I grew up in the suburbs, uh, never hunted. I didn't shoot a gun until I joined the military. And even then I was in the Air Force, so I shot it one time. Wow. <laughs> Did a lot of sitting in chairs in the Air Force. But, uh, you know, my kids, you know, we have this farm. We got chickens. We got all this stuff. And we're learning how to process them ourselves and do all that stuff because we want to be self-sufficient. And my my nine-year-old, he's he's a crazy guy, like, full of it and like he's got zero fear when it comes to doing this stuff and so we're processing we had a bunch of extra roosters we had six roosters and a goose that needed to go the goose was attacking people he was he was done for so i'm finishing up the last rooster and my son's like okay can i go do the goose now we have this i mean it's going to be graphic but we're in the south i think people are totally Most used to of this. our audience yeah. is going to be totally familiar. Yeah. They're going to laugh at me for thinking this is yeah. weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's totally normal. Yeah, Get to the good part. Yeah, and so, so he throws the goose in the kill cone, dispatches it, and, like, I, from where I'm sitting, like, I can kind of see him. He's like, Dad, I got him good. Like, just good blood flow coming out of this thing. He's like, I'm like, all right, cool, man. So I'm finishing up the last of that rooster, and then all of a sudden I look over, I see the goose flapping, and it um, pulls itself out of the kill cone, and it starts, like, 
wandering around oh, like no. trying to like keep its head down stop the bleeding he's like oh no <laughs> and now i can't see him he's behind the barn and so i'm like oh great well, i gotta finish this rooster and i'll go over and check and see what's going on and all of a sudden i hear like whack oh, whack man. whack and i'm like what are you doing mortal Kombat. oh yeah <clears throat> i finally come around the corner and he's got this, this the head of the goose just chopped off. It's bloody. He's got blood all over his face. And he holds it up and he's like, yeah! <laughs> like he had like a patriot. Man. Oh my gosh, his patriot, Braveheart, um, Dexter. It kind of oh. felt like it was, <laughs> it was so bad. And uh, I didn't know you had it in you, son. Yeah, he he took care of that thing. So um, just a different life wow. that, that he's living compared to what I grew up with. But uh, yeah. It's full of stories, though. It makes it, man, we're going to have so many stories when we're older, getting to talk about all this stuff. Just living life. That's right. And we're, we're removed from that now, but the, the bottom line is, is we're all eating, we're yeah, all harvesting. That's right. You know, and that's just the realness. Mm -hmm. and that's the realness that none of us see when we go order a number three. Yeah. We don't see <laughs> yeah. that something had to happen, but it did. And I think we're kind of, I don't know that we're, that we're benefited from being removed from that. I think there is something humbling about, yeah. If you're going to consume this animal. That's right. There's a responsibility there. And obviously yeah. that's not the, the normal situation for we always try and be as humane as possible, but yeah. you know, life happens. Um but yeah. Well, he learned a lesson. He learned a lesson and the kids know where their food comes from. Yep. They understand that the chicken used to be a chicken, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. and the cow he was out in the pasture, now he's in our freezer. Like mm -hmm. it's it's you it's it's something that a lot of kids nowadays don't really get that lesson. That it's just totally removed. And I think there is a responsibility. There's a responsibility to raise your animals right. If you're going to be the one eating them, you want to make sure they're fed well, they're taken care of, because that's going to go into your body as well. But um, unfortunately, I think it's something that we've lost as a society. And in some small way, we're trying to bring it back with what we're doing and yeah. um, building community, doing that as well. So, Well, you're right now, you've got seven, well, seven people mm -hmm. that are learning about this yeah. maybe more we don't know yeah. well that's gonna go for you in the future and so but i'm proud of you and yeah. i and i as we close so the final final question for you if somebody's out there right now wrestling they're watching this and they're going that's a lot to take in a lot of moving parts would you recommend somebody take the leap? Not obviously you're not being held responsible right. for somebody turning a notice today. Yeah. <laughs> but don't come after me. Yeah, don't yeah, this yeah. he cannot be held responsible. Yeah. This is just one man's opinion, not a not a, a command. Would you say that other people should do it if they could? If they can, yeah, absolutely. It's been the most liberating experience of my life. Um, and the advice I have is if you're thinking of doing it. You have an idea that you want to pursue and you're pushing it off because it's just not the right time yet. It's never going to be the right time. That's true. It wasn't the right time for us, but we did it. And and you just have to go for it. Just do it, right? The Nike thing, right? Just go for it. Um, otherwise, you're going to sit on the sidelines for the rest of your life. And you may have a good life and everything could work out, but you'll always wonder, man, what, what would have happened if I would have just pulled that trigger and gone for it? I listen to it in trying to do better at this podcast mm -hmm. and make it more enjoyable for more people. One of the how-to tips that I hear a lot of people say, because like you've learned from watching YouTube how to do all these things. Yeah. Well, 
I watch a lot of YouTube to try to learn how to do this better. And one of the key things across the board that people say, recommend is just hit the record button. Yeah. At some point for a YouTuber or you have to sit down, hit the record button and just endure being terrible. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. Yeah. You don't know how to do it. Nobody knows how yeah. to do it in the beginning. And so it's the same philosophy. Yeah. So I would say, and, and we can argue about how much it's improved. Some people may say it hadn't improved much, and that's fine. <laughs> but I don't think anyone that watched our first podcast would say that it was better than this podcast today. Yeah. And so that's all a result. Hitting the button, Just move keep forward. Keep moving forward, keep working at it. That's, that's exactly what we're doing with the coffee business. I mean, there's still, like, we have a long ways to go to make that thing super efficient. Our drinks come out perfect every time. Like, we're messing up all the time, but you just keep progressing. And you go for it. Start over. Yep. Well, that's going to happen. Well, Brett, you've been a fantastic guest Appreciate today. It. I think you've given people, at minimum, some wonderful things to think about. Yeah. And, I, and I know you've encouraged some people. You've encouraged me. Your yeah. story is inspiring. The God story. It's a story of drive, family. All and if that. anybody has any questions about it or wants advice on you know, starting a mobile thing or or just taking a trip like this, uh, feel free to reach out to us at salthillfarmscoffee.com or through the Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we're, we got so much help from other people when we started that it's, I feel like, my duty to pass that on to anybody Give that it needs back. it. So. Give it back. All right, and those will be in the in the description. So oh. if you don't have to get a pen, just look in the description. <laughs> we'll put that in there. Well, this is Hayden Alabama Podcast. We'll see you guys next week.